0: Which was "The days after Christmas went all through the place. There were arguments and bickering, even Mom had a long face. The stockings hung empty, and the house was a mess. N- the new clothes did not fit, and Dad was under stress. The family was irritable, and the children no one could please, because the instructions for the swing set were written in Chinese. The bells no longer jingled, and no carolers came around. The sink was stacked with dishes, and the tree was turning brown. The stores were full of people returning things that fizzled and failed, and the shoppers were discouraged because everything they had bought was now on half-price sale. T'was the day after Christmas, the spirit of joy had disappeared. The hope on the horizon was the 40 bowl games to get us to the new year. You know, there's some truth about that. We get, Christmas is a great time to celebrate, and we have celebrated. But the problem is, is people, the expectations people place on themselves, and that other people place on them during this time of the year can be really stressful. And you reach that point, Christmas has come, it's happened, and it's like, now what? Now what? So that's what I want to talk a little bit about this morning. So since Christmas has come and gone, gifts have been given and received, gifts have been returned or exchanged or set aside for re-gifting next year, <laughs> relatives have left or you are still hoping they will leave sooner rather than later. How many of you had family come in? Did you check how much luggage they had? It's like, you're only staying for three days, why do you need two suitcases? (laughs) There are many influences during Christmas that with the arrival of family, having to go to see family, travel arrangement, the last-minute frenzy to deal with things forgotten. We left here at the Christmas Eve service and I was at Kroger's at 8.30 because I didn't go to the store like I was supposed to. And here I am running around. They're getting ready. They close at nine. I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here, you know. And the lady checking me out. She's like, she was, she she was ready to go home. <laughs> you got your Kroger card. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Here it is. Have a merry Christmas. You know. And I and I said that nicely. I didn't. I wasn't sarcastic when I said that. I meant it when I said it. Other influences during the Christmas season can be an overload of sappy, sometimes over-the-top Christmas movies from the Hallmark Channel. I'm sorry, Tracy. I'm not picking on you. I'm just saying. (laughs) Then we have such classics as the Dysfunction Junction Family of Christmas Vacation, (laughs) Scrooged Elf, Christmas with the Cranks, and on and on and on. And of course, the best action-packed Christmas movie of all time, Die Hard. <laughs> and so it's truly not Christmas until Hans Gruber, the bad guy, falls off the building. Then you know it's Christmas. You know, and after, after you watch, you know, we watch these movies because they, they make us feel good, right? They make us feel good. Well, sometimes you watch them, you feel great about yourself, or you're like, Man, I don't feel so good about myself. You can either be the hero of Christmas or the Scrooge of Christmas. And there are often tensions of the best plans gone wrong. People get sick. Cars or appliances break down. Sometimes too much food. Too much to drink. Consumer excess. Spend too much money. And just plain exhaustion can take their toll. And then also you have the influence of a closing year. Another year that's fixing the end. And you start to reflect back of how the year's been. Of what you have or have not done. All of this, whether you realize it or not, can, be, can, can take a toll on us. We get so busy that we forget about what Christmas time is all about and afterwards. But when it, what it all comes down to is making sure that we enjoy the fun, the gifts, the memories, the relaxation, and most of all, the worship that we get to have. So we're talking about so what now? Like I said, sometimes we get so busy with the Christmas season. Because we get busy during December, well, guess what happens? There's a lot of stuff that we need to do that get put on the back burner. Well, as soon as Christmas is over, we're jumping back on that. And so we forget to really just slow down and enjoy it. So I want to go through, I want to give you five things to help remember that we need to do and continue to do after Christmas. Choose to be thankful. In 1 Chronicles 16.8, says, Give praise to the Lord, proclaim his name, make known among the nations what he has done. You know, as you begin to put away the decorations, as you begin to, wait to, uh, to put away all the gifts that you've received, clean up from family being gone, you're finally getting to tackle the sink of dishes that's like this tall. And you've been putting it off since Christmas Day. Well, during all that time, be thankful as you're putting these things away. Be thankful for what you have and what you experienced with your family and with your friends. We would worry less if we praised more. Thanksgiving is the enemy of discontent and dissatisfaction. We have to remember to praise. No matter what you're going through, what you're facing at any moment, on any given day, on any given hour, on any given minute, is always remember to praise. It's to not focus on what didn't happen or not focus on what we didn't get. Focus on what we have and praise God for what we have. The second one is choose to be forgiving. You may say, David, why why are you talking about forgiveness during Christmas? Well, we all have family, right? We all have family that sometimes, you know, it's a, let's just say, they're like sandpaper. (laughs) They can rub you the wrong way. Well, you know, a lot of times during Christmas, people are so stressed out. A lot of people say things and do things that they don't mean. And so we need to stop and slow down and always be forgiving, no matter what somebody says or what somebody does. Because harboring unforgiveness is not good, it leads to the dark side. So it says in Colossians 3.13, Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. That can be kind of difficult. You know, it's, uh, you know, being in church my whole life, I think there's one revelation that I had last year. I remember growing up and always hearing, be like Jesus, be like Jesus. And in my head, I'm, I'm like, how can I be like Jesus? How am I supposed to be like Jesus? And it was, just, it was just like God just said, and I heard it inside. It was like love. That's all we have to do is to love. And everything else flows out of that love. The forgiveness, the healings, the miracles. We want to see miracles. We have to love people. We have to have a heart for people. In Ephesians 4 31 and 32, it says, Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with any form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in, just as in Christ God forgave you. You know, so if somebody said something to you or you got a little offended about something, don't hold on to it let it go. If you have to call that person up, if they've already left town. You have to call that person up, call them and say, you know what? I forgive you. And I'm sorry for what I said and for what I did. And I'm not saying any of you in here did that, but there might be somebody. But it's one thing we have to remember is we have to forgive people. Number, th- number three is choose to continue to be generous. You know, in the colors of Christmas, Pastor Ryan taught on being generous. You may have spent more than you should have, and you're like, I can't give anything right now because I exceeded my budget. Or, Or something broke down, you've got to buy a new appliance or whatever. Just, But continue to be generous. Continue to give to the house of God. God can help you out of it. God can help you out of it. continue to be generous to his house and his ministry and see what God can do for you through this coming year continue to give of your blessings your time and your talents to God you know so so often people are like it was like all the church wants is money well I mean yeah the church has got to have money we wouldn't have electricity we'd be sitting in the dark you know we wouldn't be able to we wouldn't have a sound system. We'd be singing a cappella with a tambourine. <laughs> no, tam- no tambourines. <laughs> you know, so yeah, you, it, you give to his ministry is what you're giving to. You're giving to support his ministry. You're not giving so Pastor Ryan can go out and buy a million-dollar home. Hey, if that's that kind of giving and he's able to do that, then praise God, let him do it. Amen? Amen I don't know about you, but I I want my pastor to live better than me. Because they both do a lot of work. A lot, a lot, a lot of work. There's been times I'm texting him. I've texted him at night. And then I go to sleep and I wake up in the morning and I got a text message from 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning. Hey, sorry I didn't reply back. We were at the hospital praying with somebody. They give of themselves. So be a blessing to them. Be a blessing to them in this ministry in your time and your talents. You may, you may be saying, are not involved in anything, and you may be saying, I don't know what to do. What do you love to do? What's your talent? You know, there's Ed Madeline, for instance. He... Everybody everybody knows Ed. He he works at the high school. He helps with maintenance, take care of all kinds of stuff. You know what? He's able to use that gifting and that talent here for this body. So whatever it is that flows out of you, God wants it to flow out of you in his house too. Because each and every single one of us have a certain thing that God has called us to do. You know, I love love graphic design. That's that's always been part of my, my job. That's what I've done. So here it gives me the ability. I can use that talent and that ability to help this ministry. Amen. You know. So whatever it is that you do, whether it's in your job or whether it's a hobby that you have, that talent and ability can be used for the will and the purpose of God. Amen? Amen. Amen. So continue to be generous. In Proverbs eleven twenty four 24, it says, One gives freely yet grows all the richer. Another withholds what he should give and only suffers want. I don't know about you, but I don't want to suffer for anything. I don't want to have to be saying, I don't know where this is going to come from this week. I don't know how this is going to happen this week. You know, Things happen, and all of us have experienced some short times in our checking account. It's like it was here, and a day later, it's here. But we have to trust God that that's going to be taken care of and that we're not going to be wanting for anything that he's going to take care of us. 2 Corinthians 9, 7 says, each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, but for God loves a cheerful giver. Be happy when you give. Be happy when you're generous. Don't do it just because. Do it because you want to. It comes out of your heart. You know, giving is a part of worship. Because when we worship God, what are we doing? We're giving out of our heart. We're showing him love as we worship him. So giving is the same thing. It's a form of worship that takes place. So give from your heart. Number four is choose to be patient I'm going to see what kind of response i got there that's a dirty word right there choose to be patient don't stop move forward in romans 12:12 12, 12, Says, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, and be constant in prayer. You know how many times you, we're going through something, we're facing something, and we try to fix it ourselves, and then we turn around and we're like, we're now another 15 steps backwards from where we were because we tried to take care of it of ourselves. Galatians 5:22 through 23 says but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self control those are the fruits of the spirit you know and i've i've often told god one time if you wanted me to have patience i'd have been a doctor <laughs> yeah that's what he did too <laughs> In Ecclesiastes 7, 8, better is the end of a thing than its beginning, and the patient in spirit is better than a proud spirit. I can say that's one thing I've learned in life, that it may be starting out ugly, but it's going to look pretty when you're done. And just before it's done, you're still looking at it, it's like, what's going to come out of this? But the beginning is always the roughest time. And this is the time of the year when we, 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 we reflect back. Oh, I didn't lose any weight this year. I'm talking to myself, I didn't. Yes. At least I held steady. I feel confident about that. <laughs> Start 2016 strong. You know, we, we didn't lose weight or we didn't, we didn't get, I didn't get this bill paid off. I didn't accomplish this. This didn't happen in my job this year. This didn't happen in my family this year. The list can go on and on and on. Because now, this week, what's everybody going to be talking about? Resolutions. New Year's resolutions. I don't do resolutions. Resolutions don't work. You know, if you, you, you want something to happen and something to change your life, it's a lifestyle change. You know, don't make a new year res- don't make a New Year's resolution that you're going to lose weight. Don't make a New Year's resolution that you're going to pay something off this year. We have to make a change in our lifestyle. We have to make a change on how we live. That means that means if if you have to if if you cut down and go to Shipley's once a week instead five times a week, then do it. <laughs> you know, just because. A cake is in the house doesn't mean you have to eat it. I say the same thing, Pastor. (laughs) Right? Yeah. (laughs) My my wife or my daughter say I'm gonna I'm gonna make a cake or some cookies. I'm like, oh man, I don't need that. Man, that looks good. You know. So, as this year comes to a close. You may find yourself looking back at your your accomplishments or what you didn't accomplish. You may not have accomplished anything that you wanted to accomplish. You may be standing in the exact same spot that you were this time last year. But know this. You didn't move backwards. You may not have any forward movement, but you didn't move backwards. So be patient. Don't stop what you're doing. Keep moving forward. And in the words of the Jedi Master Yoda. Now, I can normally do a good impression of Yoda. But I was sitting writing this message. I tried it. And it sounded like Yoda was from India. (laughs) I was like, I'm not going to try it because it's not working. But in the famous words of Yoda, do or do not there is no try. Do or do not. Mm-hmm. There is no try. <laughs> oh, Jeremiah 29:11 says for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and to not harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Know that God has a plan for your life. It may not seem like it right now, but he does. You may be saying, God, I'm ready to move forward. I'm ready. I've been doing what you want me to do. That's great. But you know what? Maybe God's got to get something else in line before you can move forward for that promotion to happen. You may be ready for that promotion, but God's got to set something else up so the owner of the company will pull that trigger. Because always remember, the heart of the king is in God's hands. And he knows the desires of your heart. He knows what you want for life. He knows what you need for your life. He knows where you're at at this very moment. You're never alone. Always know that there are people around you and in your life that have gone through the exact same thing you're going through and have come out the other side. And that is important. If you're, if you're going through something right now, God is with you. But pray that he sends somebody that has gone through the same thing that you have dealt with, but they've come to the other side. You know, if you're having a problem with your finances, don't go talk to somebody that's filed for bankruptcy three times and is still having the same problems. If you're having problems with your marriage, don't go talk to your co workers who's been married three times and is working on his third divorce. You know, if, if you're having problems with your family, with, with kids or whatever, don't go talk to somebody who's dealing with the same thing and hasn't gotten through it. Because when you plug yourself into somebody that has gone through it and come out victorious on the other side, there, there's a way. You may think there's not a way out, but God will make a way where there seems to be no way. He doesn't give and he doesn't take away. Those were the words of a man who was in a dire situation. Plug yourself into people that will lift you up and not pull you down. You want to get out of something? Get out of the bucket. Get out of the frying pan. You know, it's, you, you have drama in your life? How many of you dislike drama in your life? You have drama going on in your life? Look who's around your life. You know, I love people. But if somebody's going to cause drama in my life... In Discord and everything, then it's like, you know what? I love you, but I need to love you from a distance because you you gotta you gotta surround yourself with people that are gonna lift you up and not pull you down. So so be be patient. Be patient. Say that word, patient. 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 Learn to love the word, <laughs> patient. patient. Become the word. Become one with the word. Be patient. Don't stop. Oh, Lord, don't stop. Whatever you do, don't stop. You maybe feel like you're drudging through knee-high mud. Keep pulling those legs out. Keep moving forward. Do not stop. And in Psalms 46, 10. He says, be still and know that I am God. As this Christmas time comes to an end and we get ready to go into a new year, take some time, slow down, be still. You know, God wants, God wants to have a relationship with us, but sometimes it's one-sided. We're always the ones talking We need to stop and just listen. And if you say, man, I got too many people in my house. I'm too busy. This or that. I don't if you got if you have an office, you can close the door. Hey, if you got to go in the bathroom, if that's the only way you can get silence, go in the bathroom. And just sit and listen. And just say, okay, God, I'm listening. You tell me what I need to hear, and he'll tell you, but take that time to slow down and to listen. And the last one is choose to celebrate the promise and gift of Jesus every day. I'll be honest with you, I'm just as guilty. We all work. We have families. We have hobbies, extracurricular activities, church events. I mean, you know, you think that life can get really hectic. And so we we have to take the time to remember to celebrate what it's all about. But don't do it just this time of the year. Just don't do it at Christmas time. Do it, make it Every day of your life. You know, with with, with years of, of being a, a worship leader, worship had to become a part of my lifestyle. It had to be woven into the threads of everything that I did every day. Worship has to become part of your lifestyle. Having a relationship and listening to God has to become a part of your lifestyle. You know, too many times we're just, we wait till things get too crazy. We wait till we can't handle it anymore. You know, I, these, these last few months, it's like I, I was telling Ryan, I'm questioning home ownership right now. I'm questioning owning a car right now. You know, we went through a spurt, and it was like everything was happening. We had the hailstorm, and then a week after that, somebody sideswiped my car. And and just recently, somebody was backing out of my driveway and hit the neighbor's car across the street, still trying to get a new roof on my house. Then a a, a pipe under the foundation breaks. And I'm like, dear Lord, I hope you're laughing, God, because I'm not. You know, and, and I, told, I told Leanne, I said, well, we could, our backyard could win Redneck Yard of the Year Award. We've got, just so we can use the kitchen sink, we got PVC pipe coming out of the back of the house. And just so we can use the washer, we had to go and buy that RV sewer hose stuff, and I got it running all the way out into the yard. You know? <laughs> yeah, don't tell nobody. <laughs> I forgot the city secretary goes to (laughs) church. Hey, well, the sink is running into the sewer line. I'll say that. (laughs) I have no problems with my toilets. (laughs) Hey, you got to do what you got to do. You know, I was like, after after uh, four baskets at the laundry at the laundromat i'm like i'm not doing this i got to do something else you know but at the same time and and thank god for my wife she's told me just calm down it'll be okay it will be okay you know and so but that's that's the way we get sometimes we let everything get to the max before we say god Help. Okay, I mean, my pipe broke under the foundation. You know, that—that's just life is life. Life stinks sometimes. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) You know, but don't wait till the last minute. Don't let things get so out of hand that you're like, I can't take another thing happening, or I'm going to explode. God's like, I'm right here. You know, so let's be still and know that God is God and always will be. Okay, let me get back to my fifth point. I kind of got off track. Celebrate the promise and gift of Jesus every day. Continue to celebrate and share the gift of Jesus. In returning your gifts, don't try to return Jesus. He's the best gift ever given to you. The jelly of the month club is not the gift that keeps on giving. (laughs) It's Jesus. Now you can pretty much tell the last movie I watched was Christmas Vacation. (laughs) But if you haven't seen it, you got to see it. It's one of the best movies ever. But celebrate Jesus. You know, even before his birth, It was spoken and prophesied of him coming way back in Isaiah. In Isaiah 7.14, it says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and call his name Emmanuel. In Isaiah 9.16, it said, For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. The governments will be on his shoulders. Let's celebrate Jesus. Let's not get so wrapped up in the politics of today. We need to know and believe that no matter what is going on, Again, just like in our life, sometimes it doesn't seem like God's in control or that there's going to be a, a way out of it. But no, in the end, God is going to win. We have to believe and we have to have faith and continue to pray. Pray. Pray for all your leaders. And I'm not, make, I'm not making a political statement. I'm just saying that's what the Word tells us to do is to pray for our leaders. He established the leadership. He established governments. Man is man, but we need to pray for them. We need to lift them up. He's our counselor. He's our mighty God. He's our prince of peace. And then in Isaiah 52, 13 through 53, 12, it talks about what Jesus was going to do, that he died for our sins. And that's what Sokol and Isaiah doesn't say he's going to, he did. Not that he's going to, he did. So that was God's promise to us, that there was a Savior, that there was going to be hope for us, that he did die for our transgressions. Not that he was going to, that he did. He died for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. So know that when God promises you something, it's not just a word, it's a promise. Because when God promises something, God comes through. And when God promises you something, it's not it will be, it is. Because God didn't say, There will be light, He said, Let there be light. He spoke it into existence. And we need to do the same thing with our words. Say, it is. If you're believing for something, call it in. Say, this is going to happen. Not that I'm hoping it will happen. We believe, but we need to speak it. Because just as God spoke everything into existence, we have the same spirit living on the inside of us. In 1 John 4, 9, it said, This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. So as Christmas comes to an end and this year comes to an end, remember, that our thankfulness, our forgiveness, our generosity, our patience, our joy, our hope, and our peace, that at the center of that all is Jesus. Amen. That without Jesus, none of that exists in our lives. That without Jesus, we we have no hope. That without Jesus we have no peace. That without Jesus, we have no joy or forgiveness or patience. But at the center of it all is Jesus. So let's remember as we move out of this season and we move into the new year, let's do this each and every day. You know, I I love the part of the message of of the, the colors of Christmas of generosity Continue to pay it forward. Don't just do it at Christmas time. You know, you're standing at the, at, the, at the line at the grocery store, and somebody's fumbling around, or they don't have enough money. Tell the cashier, I'll get that. You're going through a drive-thru. Pay for the person behind you. You know, whatever it may be. You know, and it's not always money. Man, a smile. You have no idea how much you can change somebody's life with a smile. That you let that joy that you have, that Jesus has given you, that peace, you let that come out. And let people see that. Continue to be generous, continue to give. And most of all, love people. You don't don't know what that person's dealing with, just as they don't know what you're dealing with. But we have to be bigger than our problems. So let's celebrate this gift every day of the year, not just one day a year, but the other 364 days a year. Amen? Amen? Amen. All right. Hope you enjoyed that. Just wanted to, you know, it's not a deep word. I just wanted to encourage everybody, you know, that... So, and I love you guys.